Hey, Michelle. Hello, Geordie. How are you today? I see you're dressed to kill. Oh, don't. You know what? I've, I'm living in this robe right now. There are days when I don't. I actually don't get out of the robe. That's funny. I know. It's like a cosy, cosy robe. It's getting cold here. Really cold. Well, I guess you are in the mountains up quite high. Yes, it is the Alps Oops. after all. Do you know, I've just, I, excuse me for interrupting you, I've just bumped my microphone, which leads me into a little apology I want to make for last week's episode, which was yeah. the boop, like Alcoholic. Boop. Yep. It wasn't me <laughs> popping a cork or a Grolsch bottle or whatever. It was actually, um, it was just me bumping the microphone, I think. I don't think so. We're well, still we're arguing about we this. I are going to have to agree to disagree, Michelle. You drinking? I there believe is I a saw you drinking. Friendship on the line here because she will not <laughs> have it. Are you going to give me another eye roll? <laughs> I do them very pronounced, just so you can make it out over you know from all the way over there. Look at this. What a bitch! What a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Now, so any we, other apologies? Is, well, yeah, <laughs> we seem to have a few. Always an apology or two to make. But first, Michelle, welcome to Eavesdropping. Eavesdropping. So for anyone... Geordie. She's Michelle, <laughs> yeah. I'm Geordie. Um, yes. I have a little... Uh, I spoke to my mother, Robin, today. Robin Gron, a.k.a. Hi, Robin. Mummy. And she said she loved the podcast. Yes. Lots of lovely chit-chat, she said. Oh. That was feedback. Well, well, I'd spoken to Jen and she said... Oh, just love hearing you girls. I mean, you, you go on with a bit of bullshit sometimes, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jen. Go, Jen. Um, well, I do believe that we do have a bit of an apology to make because I feel dreadful about what we said about Philip Schofield last week, you know, kind of insinuating oh. he's a dirty old man. I never said he was a dirty old man. I just said he was a bit creepy, well, wanting, to, wanting that woman to enjoy some ghost sex. Oh. It's a bit okay. yeah. I happened to tune into this morning last week and I saw him sitting there with a couple of old faves. I think it was Davina McCall and Vanessa Feltz. And this woman had called in and she was in a wheelchair and she was telling them over the phone that Philip is her only carer. During lockdown, he was her only carer for two hours oh, for a day. Sake. Oh, don't, oh, Michelle. Get over it. I was tearful. It, <laughs> that's why yeah, you're the you little bitch and I'm the nice one. Exactly. <laughs> Just make sure you know that. Uh, yeah, it's true. It's true. And, but and speaking... I was going to say, Speaking we have of, another apology. Well, do we? Yeah. Hang on a sec, because I'm on, I'm on a roll here. My neighbour, Gary, who I mentioned last week, speaking of oh, Philip yes. Schofield, he Big used to Gary. be, yes, he used to be a showbiz reporter for the News of the World. And he was the guy that broke the terribly defamatory article about Philip Schofield and Jason Donovan back in the day when they were doing... Um, Doing it. The very, the robes, <laughs> the robes of many colours. Well, no, that was, that, apparently, you can't say that because there was a huge... Hang on, this is another apology for next week. It's going to be a court case, Michelle, <laughs> if you're not careful. But anyway, oh, he was responsible for spreading rumours about people who may or may not have been gay at the time. Speaking of Gary also, yes. Mich- uh, Moira, who was mentioned <gasps> last week. Hi, Moira. Hi, Moira. She got in touch and said that she remembered a bit more about Joe and my story because oh. she did enter the house. If you remember, Joe had said she wouldn't enter the house. She was so freaked out. She definitely felt stuff. And her grandmother was, she was definitely in touch with spirits and things. And she's grandmother? Moira's. Oh, and Moira's she, grandmother. In the story, we said that last week, if you remember. Um, don't remember. 
don't remember no, of anything. Of course you don't. <laughs> uh, she said that she did. She stayed the night. And I do remember her staying a night, but I didn't realise it was that very night. She thinks it was that Moira night. Moira stayed the night. She heard the sounds. She heard the ooh, 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 that oh, noise above my, my head God. before I was lifted did off the bed. Did she see you levitate? No, because she was in the other room, but she remembers feeling really freaked out. But they were very drunk. Her and her friend and Joe all came back very late and drunk. And I had, you know, I was just Good in bed terms. sleeping. Good times. But she did say that Gary, the neighbour, around that time had reported one night trying to get to the bathroom or out of the bathroom in the dark in the middle of the night, something was trying to stop him. And it wasn't Jimmy Somerville. (laughs) (laughs) No. So so Big Gay Gary also had some kind of um, paranormal experience. That flat, it was in the middle of, you know, very historic London uh, Great mm. Titchfield Street, which is one street away from, uh, well, it used to link up to Oxford Circus, Oxford Street, one end, and the other end, I think, was Regent. Well, it was near Regent's Park, and if we get a there. map, are we going to show that you have absolutely no clue where Great Titchfield Street? I know where it is. <laughs> I've been there since. Oh, you apparently lived there. No, but I, I mean, I, I think, I think there's a lot of psychic, crazy history with with London anyway so maybe if we did a little research maybe one of our two listeners one of the two the listeners inter- could get in touch yes get please in touch. do anyone get in touch all the time you know we love it we've got all the social medias now thanks to Michelle oh we don't I haven't actually set up the Instagram properly yet sorry sorry okay that's but coming you've got it's Facebook coming. you can find Facebook. us there yep 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 um, oh good and uh, we are now on podcast. Google as well aren't we yeah we finally got that set up I, yeah. I yes you can find us now on Google Podcasts, um, Spotify coming soon, uh, obviously iTunes. Uh, you can tune in on Alexa. Um, yeah, lots, lots. So. And that's that. Yes. All so right. So JFDI. Do you know what that means? No. What the hell? One of my old bosses used to say to it to me, just fucking do it. <laughs> that's, uh, that's the alternative Nike. Just do it. Just fucking do it. So what are we talking about today, Michelle? Oh, do we have any more apologies to make? Just that we didn't give apologies to Ben Mendelsohn for not getting a mention last week. Oh, Ben, I'm so sorry. I know, I know. We love you, Ben He was probably sitting on the edge of his seat waiting for his name to be mentioned because, you know, he lives I mean, this is basically, he lives for for eavesdropping. No, (gasps) I mean, well, he's got, I mean, he might be in a bit of a career lull right now. I don't think he is, Michelle. This is why he's (laughs) mentioned so often. I know. <laughs> anyway. Be speaking of Ben's, we forgot oh, to mention about Ben our, our, Rain. Yes. Who is the composer of our gorgeous intro music. I know. Lovely Ben. Thank you Thanks, so ben, much for, for letting doing me just steal our... that without oh. asking. <laughs> Ooh. Ben and I are no, musical partners you, and have been for years, so I'm sure he won't mind. I have asked yes, him back since. back in the day with Hoover Pittman. And That's right. All your and lovely bands. Other bands too. Thank you, Ben. Thanks, Ben. So, uh, today's topic is? of the discussion is, well, I've got here clairvoyance, but it is clairvoyance, but then I did a little digging and realised I didn't actually know the difference between clairvoyant and a psychic and all the other ones, mediums and empaths and everything. I think I still don't. It's all a bit, bit fuzzy, but I think clairvoyance means... Well, I did a little Wikipedia, so because that's as deep as it goes. Um, any okay, it means the claimed ability to gain information about an object, person, location, or physical event through ESP, extrasensory perception. Oh, so 
Whereas a psychic relates to um, a phenomena that are apparently inexplicable by natural laws. So I think basically psychic, I still don't, I still don't actually understand difference. But a medium is different altogether because a medium can channel. Which one is the one that stands at the front of the auditorium and says, now... I'm getting a Stanley or I'm getting an S. I'm getting an S. Is it Stanley or is it Stella? Could someone please put your hand up? It's Stella. St- no, 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 no. It's it's Sooty. What is it? Who's that? It's it's the same one that says that makes you dance like a chicken. Do you remember? No, there would always be the audience. That's a no. hypnotist. Yes, I think they're all the same, those ones. No, no there's something like Doris Sparks or someone like that. Shirley Ghostman was a, com- a comedian who did a version of Doris Stokes or something. And she was standing at the front of the auditorium. She's like, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling someone's died. Someone <laughs> in the audience's partner or father has died. <laughs> I'm feeling it now. Um, well, that's a little bit Darren Brown, really. It's not Darren Brown. No, but he is a bit. Well, no. I think they're all. I think those TV, those TV ones are charlatans. Not Darren. He's amazing. No, but he, no, he, and he doesn't amazing, claim to he be a psychic. That's true. He does not claim to be a psychic, but he messes with your mind because he just. I think it's because he knows how to implant ideas into. I mean, he's very clever. But do you think there's an element of that in clairvoyance and yes. psychic mediums? Yes, I think so too. Yeah. But straight up, but I also think there is something to it, and I guess, I mean, have you ever been to one? I have been to one. I've okay. been to the same one in Batemans Bay that um, <laughs> you had an encounter with, which I'm sure you'll talk <laughs> about today. And I have to say, because I wanted, always wanted to do it. Mm. I've I've had tarot card readings. I've had numerology done, which was brilliant with my friend Tamira. But I haven't ever been to a psychic or a. I think she was. I think she was a psychic and I did enjoy it, but it didn't really give me anything. Like there was nothing like, oh, that's definitely my nana or that's definitely right. about my eldest son or that's, you know, who I'm married to now or whatever. That so wasn't... basically there was no information that you thought, wow, nobody else except my immediate family could know this. Or... No, there was no, she didn't give me any info. I gave her all the info um, about my children and I think that's what happened. You need... You need to be careful about that because I actually listened to a murder podcast about this woman who was stealing identities, people's identities, because she would go up to them. She would see, she would find somebody who looked a little bit like her, who seemed maybe a little bit vulnerable and she'd go up and she'd befriend them. And then she'd say, oh, would you like me to do a, a numerology for you? So I need... I need your name, uh, your date of birth, your mother's maiden name, your social security number. And name of your first pet. Yeah, and they were (laughs) your porn star name. And they would give all the information. So you need to be careful who you give that information. And there's your passwords given away. And then they, yeah. I didn't give her all the, the, like, dates of birth of of all my children. I don't think I did that. But um, I do remember at one point she was. I was frustrated because she was trying to say that there's this old woman who's always by your side. She's always with you. She's looking out for you. And she says, and there's something like, she's got a headache. That's right. It was about her head. And I thought, well, that's not my Nana because she had eye problems. It was always her eyes. So it wasn't Nana because Nana did tell me before she died that she'd come, she'd come back and haunt me or something (laughs) like that. (laughs) She probably said she was going to look after you. (laughs) Well, you know. 
she'd she'd let me know my nana who used to say don't say goodbye say hooroo because goodbye (laughs) means forever oh rude nana she had a few a few things like that you weren't allowed to say she was very what's the word superstitious very superstitious so that's my only experience with a a psychic what about you okay You've yeah, I've been to a few over the years. Yeah, I have. And obviously some some better than others. And some of them were absolutely rubbish, like just didn't get a single thing right. And others totally freaked me out. I mean, I remember probably the first time I went to one. And this was like many years ago when I was in maybe like late teens, early 20s. Um, I was in Sydney and I was with uh, my first long-term boyfriend and I think we had this long-distance relationship wasn't going well and I think I went to a psychic to sort of see you know like oh what's happening because I think you only generally go to these psychics when you have a crisis or you're you're needing some kind of guidance that you can't really um, figure out for yourself so I went to her and she she was sort of not famous but I got her number through somebody in you know like eastern suburbs kind of people that I knew and um, she used jewellery to connect with the other side so Mm -hmm. I had to give her a piece of jewellery and I had this favourite ring that had been with me on all these holidays with him and and I thought oh I'll take that because it really has quite a lot of meaning and she held it and she was saying okay so I'm getting I'm getting a name I'm getting a name Uh, the name uh, I don't know this name but it sounds like black or black black and I was like oh okay my my boyfriend at the time, his name was Blake, and she said, "Right, okay. Now I'm getting, I'm getting another name. His mother's name. Um, I'm feeling that his mother's name is Janet." And I said, "Actually, his mum's name is Jeanette." Well, that's so close. close, really close. And then she told me all of this stuff. She described how he looked, and she, even, and at this point, uh, he had like a fringe going sort of over one eye, a bit of a bowl haircut kind of situation. And she really described how he fashion. looked. As was the fashion, a little bit Happy Monday style. And uh, so he, yeah, she gave me really, really interesting information. And yeah, I mean, a lot of it didn't come true, but there was stuff that was really spot on. And Wow. Yeah, I wish I could remember more of it, but... Did it, I think I actually, I think I actually got given the recording on an audio cassette oh, on a tape. You won't be having that, using that anymore. No. There's no such thing as even tape recorders. So listen no. to them. Um, but listen, Michelle, did it make you conduct yourself in a different way in the relationship after that? Like, did she tell you things that made you mm. think, oh, there's no point because we're going to break up, or oh, this is it forever? Or mm, interesting that you ask that because I'm trying to like throw my mind back to that time and look I think you can't help but be influenced by what they say because it you're obviously going to these psychics when you're feeling low or vulnerable or confused and if they tell you something I think you can't unhear it so yes I think it probably does influence how you how you react and certainly I know beep and look this is hearsay but I think beep had a situation with an ex-girlfriend who uh, they'd been together for quite some time and she was going to psychics every week. And again, look, this is just heard it through the grapevine stuff, Mm -hmm. but I think she was going to psychics sort of every week or every other week and sort of asking for advice about her relationship. And in the end, this psychic was saying, dump him, get rid of him, break up with him. And she did. And he was heartbroken because he was sort of thinking, 
how is this woman who's never met me, who doesn't know me, giving advice about my relationship and sort of destroying the course of my life? And look, I don't know the ins and outs. Maybe she, there were other things at play here. Maybe she wasn't as vulnerable to, you know, suggestion as, as you know, the story goes. But I do think, back to your initial question, that, yeah, once you hear hear something from somebody who is supposedly getting these psychic messages, then, yeah, I think you do you do become influenced. However, saying yeah. that... So she, hang on, she actually went up to her boyfriend at the time and said, I'm so sorry, it's not you, it's not even me, it's my psychic. <laughs> she said, I need to dump you. Look, probably. I don't know her, I, I haven't seen him for decades, but yes, this was the story going around town that I God. heard. So I know, I mean... Yeah, it's it's quite crazy. But then, you know, that's a crazy, bit worrying, isn't it? To put all your eggs in one basket and just be, and to, and to be going to a psychic every week. She should have been going to a therapist, by the sound of it. Yeah, but I think that people potentially in that situation, that's what they're using it mm. for. You know, mm-hmm. they're they're getting getting advice. I mean, this is what Princess Diana was doing. And, oh, oh yes, and actually, was she seeing Doris Stokes? I'm sure it's Doris Stokes. We're going to have to give an apology next week. No, I'm sure, I thought but... she was seeing Psychic Sally. Wasn't wasn't she oh, the famous one? That... Yes, Psychic Sally. I yes. remember Psychic Sally, Sally, and I remember Derek Akora on the. There was a phone in years ago Ooh. on one of those talk radio shows, and I thought he was quite incredible. Oh, really? He recently died. No, he was one of those guys on the Most Haunted programs. Oh, blimey. Okay. Yeah, yeah I didn't. I, I mean, he's very famous name, but I didn't realise he died. Yeah. I'm not keeping up with all those obituaries. But, <laughs> um, but no, I mean, Princess Diana famously was going to see all those psychics. Mm-hmm. And actually, um, my, my sister had a weird story. So there was this woman who, and actually she wrote this down for me, so I should just probably read it out. She said to me, so this is my sister, Steph, who lives in Sydney, she said, I had seen this woman for probably about a year and I would see her in the mornings walking her dog. So I'd drop the kids off at school and I would walk up to the station and I'd see her walking a dog and she would always be in her purple velvet bathrobe. Wow. Uh, with, yeah, with a kind of purple tea cozy beanie on her head. What? So I think she's you know, already a little bit eccentric. Like, yeah, lady lady walking the dog in a, in a purple velvet bathrobe. <laughs> and she said... We'd always say good morning to each other and sort of wave. And then one morning we actually stopped and I said to her, how are you? And she said, good. How are you, my dear? And I think she was a bit of a character. And my sister said, oh, I'm okay. I'm a bit down because I don't really want to go to work today. I don't enjoy it. She said, what do you do? And my sister said, oh, I work in finance. And then she said to her, what do you do? And she said, oh, I'm actually clairvoyant. My name is Sylvia Sinclair. And Steph was like, Really? She's like, yes, I've done many readings for famous people, including Princess Diana. Oh, and she named a few other actors. And Steph said, well, can I get a reading with you? And this woman said, yeah, of course. And they, you know, swapped details. And then so Steph went home and Googled her just to check she was on some kind of crackpot. And turns out it's true. This woman walking her dog on the streets of the inner west in Sydney turns out to be this famous uh, psychic. So anyway... Steph went to a reading with her and unlike you, when you went to Bateman's Bay, lady, Mm -hmm. she said things to Steph that no one else could possibly know. Wow, like what? It's not on Google. It's not any of that kind of stuff. Well, Steph was, I mean, she's pretty cagey about the things. Sure. Because a lot of it is quite personal. No, but she did say some stuff about our dad. Oh. And she'd said, 
our dad had come to Australia on a boat, which is true. He was mm-hmm. Italian, one of these migrants that came over on these these ships um, from uh, there was one, some from Europe and Canada, and uh, he came out on a boat. And she also said, "I can tell that he's passed over." And yeah, he's he's dead. And she said, "Listen, I'm getting I'm getting a feeling about his lungs." She said, "I see him smoking a lot." And yeah, my dad was super chain smoker. You know, smoked mm-hmm. like forty a day, like unfiltered Benson Whoa. and Hedges, like really nasty. And and she said, oh, I can see that he's died of complications with his lungs. And he did actually have emphysema and he died of uh, of pneumonia, which had like eventually made an infection in his lungs. So that kind of stuff is quite spot on. Mm-hmm. But she also said, because I was talking to Jen about this, and I said, oh, mum, do you remember when Steph went to Sylvia at St. Clair? And she said, oh, yes, you know, um, apparently Sylvia said to her, to my sister, oh, does your mum have a friend called Norma? And Steph said, oh, well, yeah, actually, she does. And, I mean, come on, Norma is not, like, a normal common name. I think Norma is no. quite a specific name. Bring Norma back. That's quite the name, isn't it? It Norma. is quite. Norma. Norma, Norma. <laughs> and Doreen. And, yeah. Oh, Dawes. Nolene. Oh, that's prisoner. They're all the, they're all the they're names prisoner of prisoner names. cell block age. <laughs> <laughs> Lizzie Birdsworth. Um, so, anyways, she's... She said, oh, you know, does your mum have a, a friend called Norma? And Steph said, yes. And she, she said, and this is how my mum said it. Sylvia Sinclair said, right, well, tell your mum Norma's dead. And <laughs> <laughs> Did your mum not know? No, because, and I said to mum, oh, my God, mum, well, what happened to Norma? And she said, well, she said, well, I think she's passed on. I'd lost touch with Norma. And I always thought, oh, I wonder what happened to poor little Norma. Oh. And um, So she only found out that she was dead through... The media through Sylvia St Clair, yeah. Oh, and and was she? Did she know for sure? No, I mean I no don't think checked. mum's ever investigated. But she just said, "I know, I know, she's passed on. That's it." She's so gone. Norma is somewhere in Tahiti, the country, waiting <laughs> for her Christmas up. card from Jen year after year. But she's not bothering anymore because she's dead. Norma's apparently. dead. <laughs> what if she's not? No, oh, nope. but you know what? Actually, mum, mum did say it was it was a bit of a comfort to know what had happened to Norma. Right, if that did actually unverified to Norma, but yeah. yes, yeah. <laughs> so, but no, I do think, uh, yeah, I do think there is something in it, and yes, it it, it does turn out that um, uh, Sylvia St Clair is this psychic to the stars, and I did a okay. little bit of googling on her. Uh huh. So apparently, she gave Lady Di her first reading after she found out about Camilla Parker Bowles. Now, look, I. I've been watching The Crown. Have you been watching yeah. The Crown? Yes, but don't forget okay. that's dramatised. No, it's all real. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've been watching The Crown. And look, if you take if you take that as your guide, apparently Diana knew about Camilla Parker Bowles all along. From the Wasn't beginning. Wasn't a big surprise. Yes. So I don't know what uh, Sylvia St. Clair is saying here. But anyway, she's saying uh, that when... Diana died. So, um, no, sorry. So at the time she had a reading with Diana, she had said to Diana, there's a conspiracy. There's going to be a conspiracy to get rid of her. And then on the day of Lady Di's funeral, she apparently visited Sylvia St. Clair, put her hand on Sylvia St. Clair's shoulder and said, you were right. 
OMG. Do you know what, Michelle? I've been listening to that. As you know, I've been listening to that Conspiracy Theories podcast on Parkcast. Oh, yes, yes. And the first one of the first episodes was about Princess Diana's conspiracy behind her death because there's a few different um, theories about it. Now, Diana did believe that she was going to be done for. <clears throat> yes, I've, by I've seen that the on royal some family. documentaries too. Yeah. yeah, I mean, she believed that. And I think one of her closest aides, she told him. And but he was the one... Was- that yes, came out and said that afterwards. Yes, because do you remember there was some tampering with her car with the brakes? Oh, I'm not sure about all those details because, mm. like you, I can't bloody remember all the details. <laughs> but um, it was fascinating to listen to because there was apparently somebody else there on the scene who wasn't paparazzi because it was all paparazzi apparently what? who were in, the, in the, tunnel the tunnel that caused uh. them. There was a flash and apparently the driver... Um, that, that he was going too fast for a start. She didn't have seatbelt on, nor did Dodie. And I think silly. That's what I think. What happened to them is there was a flash which blinded them, and then there was all these motorbikes which were apparently French paparazzi that kind of contributed to the accident. But there was somebody else on the scene who wasn't paparazzi. Uh, they mysteriously died. They had information about what had happened or what they uh, saw at the scene. Do you mean about the flash? Do, uh, is this information uh, about the scene of the uh, of the of the crash? Yeah. Okay, because and I apparently wonder... they died. I can't remember all the details, but go and listen to this podcast. It's really good. Yeah. What's the name? Conspiracy theories. Parcast. Okay. Parcast. Okay. Yeah. Sound like you're just being from. New it's Zealand. called Parcast. Con- Parcast. <laughs> it's called p- conspiracy theories. That's the name of it. All right, go look it up. We don't get look any kickback from that, but no. just for interest. But we'd be happy to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. yeah. And so, well, and going back to um, other uh, psychic readings that I've had. So, obviously, you you mentioned about this Bateman's Bay lady. Oh, yeah. Again, I was with my sister, Steph, and we were in Bateman's Bay. And it was on one of these rare times that we were both in Australia at the same time together, uh-huh. which was really nice, and down in Bateman's Bay. And it, I thought it was a fair, but you said it, I think it was a night market. It's a market, night market, yeah. night market. And they had this, like, dodgy little tent where you could pay, I think, 10 bucks and, and have a little, you know, 10-minute psychic reading, which, like, a dollar, dollar a minute, I guess it's not that bad. You pay more for a porn line. And... <laughs> So we, um, so I gave my $10 and I went in and they sat me down and this woman was like, nah, not getting anything. And I was like, what? And she's like, nah, nah, it's a blank, not getting anything. And I was like, Ooh. what do you mean? She's like, yeah, you're a blank. There's no reading to be had. I'm, no, sorry. We need to, we need to, we need to end this. And I was <laughs> like, Oh my God, what the hell does that mean? And then she said, hang on, hang on, I'm getting something. She said, ah, I've got a message for your sister. Do you have a sister? And I was like, "Uh, yeah, she's just outside. She's like, all right, send her in. I was like, what the fuck? My reading was over. Yeah, I got my money back. Got my 10 bucks back. And, um, so then I remember I saw you the next yes. day. No, was... you saw me that night. I turned oh, I up because I was late yes. to get there because my brother was dragging his heels. We had a huge argument. But when we got there, you were in pieces. I was in tears because yeah. I said to you, she sees nothing in my future and I think it means I'm going to be dead. Yeah, you did say, does this mean I'm going to be dead? <laughs> does this mean I'm going to die? Yes. And I was really upset, but obviously this was what, three, four Five years ago, I think maybe. it was a while ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, still here, still alive, 
still kicking. Still so, kicking. Yeah. And there was plenty in your future to see, actually, because lots of things have happened since then. So oh, God, clearly yes. you've got a big brick wall up, Michelle. Oh, dear. Well, maybe, but yeah. I believe. I do believe. I know, and do. I want to believe. And so, when I go there, I feel like I'm very open to whatever they have. Because well, you've me. you've been to a lot of psychics over the years. I remember oh, one told you that you were going to meet your future husband on grass, standing oh on some my grass. God. That one. Well, there's a story behind that one too, actually. Oh. Because do you know what? She did tell me I was going to meet my future husband on grass, and. Actually, I was going to all sorts of like What are festivals. the chances? I know. And all sorts of festivals, <laughs> like thinking, okay, well, where else am I going to meet someone grass, on grass? Where's grass? grass, grass. Only everybody where. Well, no, come on. There's no grass in London. I thought okay. my chances are done. Done. So for. you'd either be dog walking or at a festival or at some outdoor wedding or something, wouldn't you? Exactly. So anyway, it turns out this woman, and I won't say her name, but she was very influential among sort of the the ooh-la-la ladies of the, the ooh-la-las the ooh-la-la ladies in <laughs> eastern in the eastern suburbs in sydney right and they were all going to her for guidance and advice and she was giving all these psychic readings well turns out uh she's schizophrenic was Oops. sectioned actually oh. was put into psychiatric hospital and all oh, the voices no. in her head that she was getting these these messages and channeling oh, were she just was mentally ill Poor yes mentally thing. ill so i mean she was making fortune off these readings but i think yeah she wasn't channeling anything except her own like well, that's inner sibling that's quite clever of her to be able to use her what she perceived to be a gift yeah. to make a bit of cash i suppose yes well and you know i mean she was I... together enough to do that Yes, yeah, she was, but it all went wrong. So, I mean, I just don't know. Wow. Like, I wonder if that is the case with other psychics who think they've got some kind of gift, <laughs> but really it's just... If it's I was going to see a psychic, yeah. if I was going to go see uh, one, I would definitely be asking around, who do you see? You know, if you believe in psychics, who do you see and do you rate them? I would have to get a personal recommendation, I think. But I don't think I'll ever bother going to another one, really. I mean, I'll get my tarot cards read. I've got a friend who reads tarot. That's fun. Yeah, that is fun. But uh, there's also a little bit of, you know, psychic um, ESP, whatever, involved in a a tarot reading, too. I do. I mean, I do. They, I do know that you. They say that you, you know, you can just train to be a tarot reader because you're reading the cards that somebody else pulls, but you know, you're you're pulling these cards and are you being divinely guided to pull these cards? Do you know, it's just made me think of something. When you're, you know, I think that the people who have that gift can kind of tap into a certain energy or a wavelength or because it's not that I don't believe in these mm-hmm. things. I do believe that there is something because quite often it's been proven anecdotally, not scientifically, but definitely anecdotally. And people who have energy, like energy healers, for example, yep. I've got a friend who has the magic. She, she's not even selling herself as a Reiki master or anything like that. She just knows that she sees somebody who's wound up tight like a coil, usually me, right? She'll usually come <laughs> and say, I need to put my hands on you, Geordie, and bring you back down to earth. And she'll sit and we'll have a cup of tea or whatever. And then she'll get stand up and she'll put her hands on my back, a little bit of a rub here and there. And at the end, she takes her hands off and she shakes the energy out. And, she, and you usually feel a bit better. Mm. But she often feels me resisting as okay. well recently on my birthday this year my friend Janika she's allowed me to share this story actually she was 
very unhappy about a few things that were going on in her life, I think, or at the time, there was a few things on her mind. Mm -hmm. Now, my friend, the other friend with the energy in her hand, who I won't name because I'm not sure if she would like that, but she noticed that Janneke looked like she needed some some energy and she only just met her. She didn't really know her very well. She asked if she could put her hands on her. I was sitting next to Janneke at the time. You don't know this. I I want her to put her hands on me. Yeah. She put her hands on her. I have never seen such a visceral physical reaction in all my days i was sitting what? there watching as yannicka's whole body threw back oh her my head God. was back she said what are you doing to me and then she was forward then she was back and all oh my, my friend God. was doing was just gently touching her on her back and she was by the end of it wow yannicka was absolutely sobbing it was so oh my God. it was you could see it working she was physically being pulled and pushed and yeah and I've had my friend do that to me many many times and I've never had that kind of a response and I think both both parties involved were very shocked at how at the intensity Intensity of of that Jesus Mm. wow and did she does this friend get any kind of messages did she have any messages for Yannicka okay it was no messages energy healing. healing she's just healing she's a very giving very beautiful soul anyway Mm. and she's just all about you know giving 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 and she's got this extra beautiful energy inside her and she just gives it god that's incredible i know oh invite me over when she's there (laughs) i wanted to do i wanted to do a little hands-on with me (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness wow oh well that's really interesting well i think look i think there are people that have a gift Mm -hmm. um certainly people that can you know maybe maybe feel feel other people's energies or maybe they just get messages or maybe they're just really in touch with intuition yes yes that's true I think that as I get older I'm definitely more about listening to my inner voice and not ignoring it a lot of us tune that out in life you can't you can't that's all you've got Mm -hmm. and in fact you know I, I had done some googling and um yes they do say that your intuition is a kind of form of like psychic tapping into you know universal source and all that kind of thing and that you can really um build upon that yourself yeah i've got something else interesting to add to that sentence michelle did you know and i don't know where my information comes from i've known it for many years i read it somewhere pre-internet probably i used to love doing well still love doing crosswords and they say it's easier to do a crossword in the evening or afternoon after people have already completed it in the world. So the collective consciousness <gasps> is out there giving you the the answers have been thought about. They're out there. They'll come to you easier. Or is it just that you've warmed up your cogs a bit more? I don't know. Have you given this a test? Have you test-driven this theory? Yeah, I am and? better in the evening than the morning on the old crossword. Yeah. Huh. See, I think there is something in that. But is that because I've read that fact and I just know <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to, or maybe I don't feel like doing a crossword in the morning. Like if I, if I was commuting, like I used to, I don't think I'd be doing the crossword in the morning. You've got too many things on your mind. Yeah. You? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe that's it as well. Who knows? But you know, I, what I find also really interesting are um, psychic detectives, oh? like people who, you know, the police contact psychics to help themselves. like unsolved cases and there have been some really fascinating um uh instances where psychics have have helped police 
find a killer or find a missing body. And I think that's really helpful, obviously, for the mm. families um, who want answers. Have they Have they actually... Because I know that the police probably get a lot... Because when you watch the police procedurals, which I love, <laughs> they always get a phone call, don't they, from a few what they call nut jobs saying, oh, I know where the body's buried, la, 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 la. Um, yeah, look, I mean... Do they actually say thanks to Mrs Hinge from <laughs> North Yorkshire, we found the perpetrator because she had a vision? I actually don't think that they probably give a lot of credit to to these people, but... You know, there was this one case, and it was it was in America um, in the 1980s, and it was this nurse. Her name's Melanie Uribe, and uh, did you anyway, pronounce that right? No, Uribe, Uribe, Urib. Anyway, whatever her name was, there was a nurse who just didn't show up for work one day or the next day. She was a single mom and apparently really reliable, and it was really weird that she just didn't um, show up to work. And then when it was confirmed that she was missing. This woman, her name was Etta Smith, and she wasn't some crazy lady or even a psychic. She was just this woman who worked as a shipping clerk for apparently some aerospace plant. And she was listening to a a news story about Melanie's disappearance. And she was just overcome with a vision of her location. So, and I read this on medium.com. And according to her, she described to the police a winding road that led to a canyon and this is in California mm-hmm. so it led to a canyon there was some shrubbery and then hills and then it led to something white she didn't know the exact location of the body but she could feel somehow how the body had gotten there so anyway this woman Etta, Etta Smith she left work immediately went to the police station told them what this vision was that she'd seen and remarkably they actually listened to her and agreed to investigate but they kind of were dragging their heels and Etta was like, no, going to get on this myself. So she grabbed her daughters, jumped in the car and went to this place called Lopez Canyon. And when she got there, she was guided like just through this feeling to a particular place. And one of um, Etta's daughters noticed something white and it was the nurse's nursing shoes. Ew. Yeah under a bush and it was exactly like the How way she it had dis- it. yeah and though and so anyway apparently it was awful this nurse had been like beaten stripped naked raped died oh. of blunt force trauma to the head and she'd been robbed but because etta found her she was arrested for the murder of melanie oh, right. yes really terrible and she had to really um uh, you know, like protest her innocence and say, listen, I didn't kill her. I just had this vision of what happened. Mm. And then... Um, had she, sorry to interrupt, did she not tell anyone beforehand before she went to look for this woman? Did she not ring she up to the, the police, police and say... Oh, no, she had been done. into the police and yeah, yeah. the police had said, yeah, thank you, we'll investigate. But they just did, they were dragging they their heels. They didn't take, t- yeah, didn't, they took too long. So anyway, finally she got off and there were these like teenagers who admitted to the murder. But yes, I think, you know, they... She solved that crime, basically. Wow. Yeah. And they're you know, all on the internet. You can find loads of cases where psychics have intervened and helped. Ish, but you said she wasn't a psychic. No. This is just a dream she had. So she got I've a got... vision. It wasn't a dream. It, she had. Uh, she was listening to, to the news right. and she just had this, bam, this vision of where this woman's body was. Wow. So. I've got a very similar story, Michelle. Um, okay. I'm not going to tell it now. I think it's something for extra droppings because it's not really a psychic story but it is a story about having a dream Mm. a predictive dream so prophecy like a prophecy dream well I had one of those with my sister 
Should we save it for an extra droppings? Ah, well, right. Sure. Should we do that? Yeah, absolutely. We'll do an additional episode then and talk yeah. about that. Yeah. So Because today we're talking about clairvoyance and mediums. Yes, and also people who have had psychic experiences. And I remember you told me about some um, friend of yours called Hazel. Oh, an award-winning estate agent. Yes. Or is she? Or she oh. is. But <laughs> is she really good at her job or is she just really good at reading people or is she just a bloody psychic? Well, Hazel got in touch with me mm-hmm. and I'm going to read out what she has written to me now. Okay, so this is Hazel, the clairvoyant okay. real Hi, estate hey. agent. All right. She says... I have a gift of energy. It's developed embarrassingly. I'll start again. (laughs) I have a gift of energy. It's developed embarrassingly over the years. I have to stop blurting out things to people when I know they are full of shit or their dead husband (laughs) is stroking my face. Get used to this. This is how she speaks. It's great. Hang on. When they're stroking a face, is it like Mm. a sexual thing or is it just like I'm here, I'm here? Isn't it an awareness thing? I'm hoping it's just. It's an awareness thing. Yeah. She didn't specify because I didn't go there in my head, Michelle, unlike you. Oh, dirty, dirty, dirty. I have been spoken to by the dead randomly. I have them stroke my cheek. Funny enough, men are around my right ear, women in my left. That's interesting, isn't it? Well, that's good because I guess she can understand who she's talking to. Yeah. Uh, It feels like someone gently blowing in my face. (laughs) Like that. Then I get random messages popping in. My gut is everything. Well, I absolutely agree with that statement. Yes. Is it intuition, she says? What were mm. you going to say? No. Well, this is what we just talked about. Intuition. It's it's connected to something else. Anyway, go on. Go on, Hazel. She's asking herself and and the world, is it intuition? Is it psychic ability? Or is it just that I have a great read on body language? Now, I think it's all three. Exactly. So it's a gift that she, she should use, but she doesn't really accept in her job. She says... It's strange and it's something I have always been quiet about because I'm not a great real estate agent. I am a cheat. (laughs) Strong statement there, Hazel. Oh, it's not true. You're brilliant. Well, she says, I just know what they need when they shake my hand. For example, the beautiful little lady that cries and tells me her sad story that I hug as I leave and then realise she's a monster. Oh, Oh Suddenly, all the, I, I'm just assuming that she gives this lovely, she has a chat and she thinks, oh, poor thing. Oh. Poor little lady, I'll give her a discount on the, uh, on the rate. And then she the has a hug with her and she sees all these horrific things that the woman's no. done in her life. <gasps> so it's not just helpful, happy messages. It's all. She gets feelings. She gets, a, wow. she basically, when she touches people, she feels their truth by the sound of it. The bikey with the tats that puts his hand on my shoulder as I leave his home, that is a beautiful warm bear. Oh, a sweet soul. He might have done time, but he's actually really nice. (laughs) Basically, she's saying, yeah, she feels their truth. If they touch me, I feel their energy. I experience their stress, their joy and their sadness. During COVID, I think it has increased my sensitivity. Interesting. Mm. I had a four-hour couples beauty session with my hubby. With her hubby. That sounds weird. Four hours of... Facials for hubby. He must oh, have, I thought he must she be meant they were glowing. I thought she meant with other couples, like some no. weird jogging. <laughs> no, anyway. Sorry, sorry, Hazel. <laughs> no, Go. let me reread that. I had a... <coughs> excuse me. Frog in your throat. <laughs> I had a four-hour couples beauty session with my hubby, but they wore gloves for the scrub. So the couples are just the two. Oh, two, just no those one two. Else. Yes, yeah. yes. All right, all right. Um, 
uh, they wore gloves for the scrub, the clay body mask and so on. But when she started painting my nails, I held her hand and got a read on her, the nail technician. She had said she was a mum of eight children. What? what the Five hell? girls and three boys. Busy lazy. Oh, exhausted busy. lady. I say to her, so you had a girl, a girl, a boy and then a girl. She stops painting and says, yes, how do you know? She then asks me to keep going. I say, your baby is a boy. Actually, the last two are boys. Mm. By this stage, the woman is wide-eyed. Of course. She then wants to test me, Hazel says. She <laughs> I asks, would be the same. <laughs> <laughs> she asks, how many are there in her family? How many siblings does she have? I hold her hand. I look at her and I think 10, but then I see the number 11 over her face. Oh, okay. I say, 11, you are number 11, and by this stage, she is shaking. Oh, my God. I would be too. I then get a message that three have left, and I ask her if there are three, three that have passed over, and she says no. I said, I'm sorry, I was told three left. She laughs, thank God, and says, yes, three have left Lebanon, three live in Australia. Oh. Phew. <gasps> Wow. Another time. Hazel's on fire. She's on fire. I was showering. This is Hazel, not me. And (laughs) came out of the bathroom and told my husband that a friend was pregnant. He said, when did you find that out? I say, in the shower. (laughs) I ring my friend and tell her she's having a baby. And she says no and denies it. I ask her if she's lying about it. But she convinces me that she's not. Okay. Awkward conversation. Really awkward. She then rang her husband immediately after they hung up and said, Hazel knows. No. Because <gasps> they'd just gotten pregnant and hadn't even told their family. Oh she knew. Oh, my God. Three months ago, I went, this is Hazel again, I went into a property that I had sold to the vendor many years before just as a holiday home. I asked the woman, where's your husband? She tells me she, he sadly died six years ago. So we talk about it and him and then I appraise the home. As I leave, I have to go through the basement studio. I walk in and there's her husband next to my right shoulder. He's touching the side of my face and urging me to tell her <clears throat> that he is here in the room. Wow. I'm thinking, I can't do that. I'll sound crazy. I'll lose the sale. <laughs> she didn't say that. I said that. But he's harassing me to tell her. This is the first time I've ever done this, but I blurt out, Tony is here. He's in the room. Oh, my God. She looks at me, the vendor, and says, yes, he is. See that helmet on the top of the cupboard? Well, under the helmet are his ashes in an urn. (laughs) (laughs) I then say, no, I mean, his spirit is here and he needs me to tell you. I immediately apologise, but she was intrigued and comforted. I then have to explain that he is standing right next to me and he is so excited to let her know that he can connect. He wanted her to know this is the space she can go to be close to him. Oh, Oh, that's so nice. It was so many fucking shades of awkward. (laughs) That's Hazel. (laughs) She doesn't mince her words. She appeared in my office a week later and she wasn't going to say that she wasn't going to sell, but she thanked me anyway with a huge hug. Oh, so Hazel lost the sale, but she... But she helped she them gained... stay together. She, yeah, that's Aww. very good. Well done. Another occasion, I was sitting in an open house I had sold privately to another agent many years before. She had renovated it and had me put it back on the market. The lady that had lived there before her was a wonderful eclectic gardener type with a bright smile. Her name was Cecily. 
No one was at the open house, and I sat out in the sun and was working away when I heard Cecily's voice. Hazel? Hazel? Oh, it's you! (laughs) She sounded as clear as a bell, and I thought, oh, what a nice surprise. I got up immediately and wandered to the side of the house with an expectant smile, thinking, she's come to look at her old house. Yeah. But I couldn't find her. Confused for a moment, it slowly dawned on me that the gentle breeze on my cheek was her spirit. (gasps) No! Yeah. Oh, my God. When the owner came home, I asked her if she had bought the house from Cecily. She said, no, it was Cecily's family. Mm -hmm. I asked if Cecily had died in the house, and the lady confirmed that she had. Poor darling was still there roaming around her garden. Oh, but enjoying the roses. Oh, but that's lovely. I mean... Do you know what though? You need if you're a friend of Hazel's, you've got to be careful because she knows yeah. shit. She yeah. she can she does. She's and when she feel. gets drunk, yeah, she yeah. loses her filter. Here's the next story. <laughs> she said, "When I met a guy at a party, he walked over and shook my hand after being introduced. I immediately sighed. Yeah, so like, <gasps> and said, oh, 'Oh, you're adopted.' <gasps> oh my god, that's <clears throat> he said insane. He said, "No one knows that. How do you know that?" I said, oh, sorry, whoops, I'm drunk. I felt bad about that one, she says, and so she bloody should. How rude. (laughs) Oh, God, blame blame the booze. I went to a lovely couple's home and told them to get a valuer as it's fairer... It's a fair evaluation for division of assets. I then began to talk to them through the process of helping one party buy the other party out, only I had forgotten that they hadn't told me they were getting a divorce. (gasps) No. So she just knew it. They were like, how do you know? And she apologised and said, oh, she felt the vibe. Oh. Well, she didn't say, and luckily she didn't say this. She said, um, luckily she didn't tell them she knew her. he was shagging her friend and that's no! why they split. Yeah. <gasps> oh, oh God. my God. How about the lady who had died in the house and refused to have me sell it? Ten open houses, loads of inspections, but no one was keen on it. It was a great place in a beautiful rural area by the sea. Her name was Gwen. What, I the, had to who whose name? The was lady Gwen? who died. Oh, the lady. Okay, dead lady was Gwen. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. And it wasn't selling. I think basically so she maybe. So what the family was trying to sell it off or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It just wasn't going for some reason, and it was, and there was no reason. Hazel could see no reason why it wasn't selling. Yeah. But she knew that Gwen was there, so she had to end up sitting in the house on her own, chatting to Gwen and letting her know that her kids were sad and the house had too many memories. So she needed to let her sell it. Oh, so she it sold. Yeah, it sold five days later. No. Yeah. See, but that's the thing. Like, I guess the mum Gwen just just needed to let go. Yeah, it takes up a lot helped. of questions, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it really does. Well, other things she has experienced yeah. when people feel sick and she gets the symptoms. That's the worst. She says, "What? I listen. I sat in the middle of a business pitch and thought I was going to shit myself." <laughs> Love, love the turn of phrase, Hayes. I then realised it wasn't me, but the owner across the table had beads of sweat forming on her forehead. Yeah. So I quickly asked if they could excuse me as I was running over time and would phone later to reschedule. Oh, that's lovely, Hazel. So nice consider it. Very so she's nice. very empathic, very empathic, clearly, yes. because she felt for that person. There was a buyer who walked into an open house and I suddenly couldn't breathe. I felt tight in the chest and thought, fuck, am I having a heart attack? There's that turn of phrase. I didn't write that. That was her. I felt like I was sucking air through a straw. I had to calm down and then I realised it wasn't me. I asked the buyer what made them want to move to the coast. She confessed she had a chronic disease that affects her lungs and the climate is much better for her. Bingo. Oh, my God. That's what she felt when she walked in. 
Wow. Mm. But that's that must be scary for Hazel. Yeah, because she's not sure if it's physical. her. Or she, yeah. yeah, that's a very physical manifestation of, of a feeling. Mm. Oof. The last thing she had was recently when there was uh, two weeks ago, a man in the middle of buying a million dollar home. He got so anxious during the process. He came into the office, worked up, angry, abusive. So the staff sent her an SOS. So Hazel took him behind closed doors and was kind to him. That's her empathic nature again. And told him that she wasn't going to do the wrong thing and the house was going to be his for sure. And she knew that he finds it hard to trust people. So I'm guessing that she got a read off him. Yeah. um, And just knew that he was... He was panicking because he couldn't trust her to not maybe get zumped. Yeah, yeah, right. So she gently steered him into telling him about his grandchildren, and then finally got him to tell her her about his estranged family and how everyone thinks he's an asshole. Oh dear! And before you know it, he was openly crying. Oh my this is god! A, I know this is a man of nearly seventy years of age, a man's man. He was a big bully and throws punches before you get a chance to hurt him. He came in last week with a big bunch of flowers, a cuddle. And sat and had a cup of tea. So Aww. that's what makes her such a great real estate agent. Because she knows- coupled with her feeling yeah. for other people, she also has this little extra magic in her pocket. Honestly, that makes her unstoppable. So I asked Hazel, "Have these experiences changed your view of death? And what happens to our souls when we go?" I asked, "Is you know, is that what she thinks?" Mm, okay. She replied, "She's from a very working class family." And she always thought it was hocus pocus. But she does remember her mum being embarrassed because her brother used to call people by colour, the pink lady, the yellow man. He was always in trouble for it. And he didn't realise no one else could see the colours around people's bodies. He still has this gift, exactly. But he drives earth moving equipment and trucks. So he doesn't really make it public knowledge because reading auras is never going to be a good look for him. No, (laughs) no. So he's he's the, the aura reading truckie. Yeah. Wow. But she still, she said she still second guessed the whole spiritual tarot, blah, blah, all that stuff. She doesn't really believe, she didn't used to believe in it, mm-hmm. but she's naturally, naturally curious, not necessarily a believer. So she's, so I asked so she's her, kind of a skeptic. She was, yeah. Hmm. So I think she must have developed these gifts over time. So I asked her, what are your religious beliefs? And she okay. said, and I said, do you believe in spirits in the afterlife? And she said, she's a minister's daughter-in-law. Mm-hmm. So she guess she always believed in God. She's enjoyed Bible stories as a child and brought her children up with faith. But my scepticism, she says, of the afterlife was put to bed completely when I watched my mother die. Oh, God, that's intense. Mm -hmm. My dad, who had passed away a few years before, entered the room. The energy was the most powerful, indescribable thing ever. Even typing this makes me want to cry. Wow. I knew. Yeah. So she said she knew immediately he was there. The love in the room and the excitement was like a baby being born. She stopped, grabbed her hand, her mother by the hand and told her dad was here and that she would miss her, that, that Hazel would miss her mother and it was okay for her mum to now leave. Oh. Then she took her last breath. Oh, my God. So Hazel had 100% confirmation that she had witnessed something she shouldn't have. Mm. The peace, the love, the euphoria. I just lay there in the candlelight, blessed. So, yes. I know there is an afterlife. Wow. So that must Thank also... Thank you, Hazel, for that yeah, amazing but the... but Hazel, her. Hazel must also have felt so relieved that her mother was going to be looked after by her father. Sending her off, yeah. Yeah. In the arms of her beloved partner. Oh my God. Yeah, it's beautiful, isn't it? Now, yeah. I don't know where I stand on this because I am very much an atheist. I'm very much <laughs> life stops 
it's just the lights go out you don't know you're dead you don't know you're being buried you know you don't know what happens next I like to think that there is a way of communicating with people after I mean often somebody will say oh that's your mother looking out for you or yeah but I thought but don't you believe in spirit guides I thought you did not really I think there's something there, but you cho- you name it what you want to name it, whether you name yes. it intuition or you name it my God. spirit guide or you name it Nana. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or God. Yeah. But I, I kind of, I believe that your body, like when you die, obviously it's gone, it's lights out, whatever. But I do feel and your, that and your, your mind. spirit goes your soul. on. No, I, well, but I feel your soul does live on its spirit. So I do think there's something more. Okay. And that's what, that's what intuition and psychic ability is tapping into it's something that we don't understand and it's the unknown and and actually if you go back to supernatural yeah (laughs) super normal super random but if you go back to um i think it was what episode uh three where we had ben green's story oh the fart the (laughs) fart the ghost it wasn't a fart when he said i think he said it's it's insane for us to think that we can know everything that we have answers yeah. for everything. And of I do course. And I, I do totally feel agree. that there is something out there and we can't explain it. We're maybe not even evolved enough to explain it. So yeah. yes, who knows? But I tell you what, there are a lot of people who believe in psychics. Because I I found this website. Uh for anyone who wants to know it, it's Kasamba.com. And basically mm-hmm. it's an online psychic directory. So okay. you go on and there are all these like dodgy dodgy pictures of people i mean they actually look like prison photos but just really unattractive and um and you can find a psychic online sort of uh readings i mean because they all get rated so you could get from one star if you're like super shit psychic to five stars and there's a guy on there who's like the dude he gets five stars his name's master enigma and he's got 53,213 reviews. Wow. That is 53,000 people who have had a psychic reading with him. And I would let you right know, I'll tell you right now, maybe Hazel, if you need a side hustle, this could be for you. Um, He charges six bucks, 79 per minute. Wow. And there are dudes on there who charge like nearly $16 a minute. A That's minute crazed. for a reading. So, oh my goodness! And there are people a- who are paying this. There are fifty-three thousand people paid, um, yeah, six dollars seventy-nine for a, a, you know, per minute to be with Master Enigma. So, <sighs> there are a lot of people in this world who do believe that they can get something from a psychic reading. Oh. Well, you know that just the mention of that man's name, psychic. What do you call him again? Master Enigma. <laughs> yeah. Has reminded me about what we're going to be covering next week, Michelle. Vanguard. We both watched The Vow, didn't we? We did. You made me watch it. You said, watch it. Keith Ranieri, a.k.a. Vanguard, was leading all AKI. these people into sex slavery and okay. things. Oh, yeah. So we're going to give it a deep dive. Well, deep dive, as deep as we can go <laughs> next week. So if, guys, if you uh, haven't seen it yet and you're interested, go and watch it. Go and listen to whatever you can and then listen to me and Michelle yapping shit next week about it. Yeah. Sure.